23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner where we take a look every Monday at the lives of working people and the latest uh, as it unfolds out in many of the workplaces and shop floors of our country. And uh, tonight is certainly no different. We take a look at the story of the Renostabag local municipality out in Nordkap. And uh, the story from there is that employees over there have not been paid since November. Now the story is uh, that the municipality's accounts have, were frozen after a court order granted ESCOM access to the purse strings in December uh, to recoup a debt totaling 105 million rand. The regional secretary of the Municipal Workers Union, Samu, uh, in the Northern Cape, Peter Damas, joins me and is my guest this evening. Peter, good evening to you and welcome. Uh, good evening, uh, Ayabonga, and good evening to the listeners of the program. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you very much for coming through and uh, making time to speak to us this evening. Peter, maybe give us some of the brief background to uh, what has unfolded at this municipality uh, before things, I guess, came to a head and many of your members have gone unpaid. What, what was the issue here between the Renostabag local municipality and ESCOM? And, and what, I guess, gave rise to uh, uh, this action or this court action by ESCOM here, which effectively has given them access to the purse strings? Yeah, well, the municipality is, is owing ESCOM uh, in the introduction, like you said, more than 100 million, 100 million rent. Mm. And the debt of ESCOM has escalated since 2010. In 2010, it was a mere 105 million. And today, we are, we are sitting with over 100 million of debt. So as a result, ESCOM made it to court and then applied for a writ of execution and then attached the municipality, uh, municipality's account. And then that leaves leave us now with workers who are not being able to get in their salaries in December. Mm. And here we are in January again. Yeah. And I would assume the municipality, I mean, uh, you might you, you would know this better than we would, would have had, what, issues in collecting some of the revenue that was due to it uh, in order to pay over to ESCOM? Or what happened that gave rise, I guess, to the financial challenges that led to the sequence of events that you've just painted? Yeah, well, in our own analysis, the municipality is definitely in a financial crisis because mm. it has been struggling uh, to meet some of its financial obligations for, for some time now. Sure. Uh, we, we, in 2020, 2020 uh, September, the municipality was placed under administration. Mm. But then there was a by-election and then the municipality, there was, there was a new council, and nothing has changed ever since. And and, and as we are speaking now, uh, there's a lot of maladministration that has come over the years. Uh, if I if I just can make mention of one critical issue, which is which, which is electricity, the revenue that the municipality must collect from that particular source. You know, the municipality is buying electricity from ESCOM at a cost of one rand. Per 75 cents per kilowatt. Mm. But then the municipality is selling the very same electricity at a cost of 166 cents per kilowatt. Mm. So it's selling electricity at a loss. Already there you can see. You sure, can see. sure, sure. You even check the, the Auditor General report. Uh, if you really want you have to dig deep into what is this maladministration that we are talking about? What is this mismanagement mm. uh, that we are talking about? Uh, you will see that 
percent of the municipality electricity losses is unaccounted for. Also, 74% of water losses of the municipality is unaccounted for. Now, those are the two critical revenue sources in any municipality. But another contributor to this municipality not having a, a solid revenue base. And we are blaming ESCOM for that. Because after 1994, we have been building houses and so on. But ESCOM is selling directly electricity to 70% of households in the Nostradamus. Mm. Now, if we make our analysis, how will this municipality sustain itself with all these uh, revenue deficiencies? Hmm. And... And, and, and let's maybe come back, I guess, to, to the ultimate outcome of this, which is that many parents were unable to spend the Christmas that they ordinarily would have spent, unable to finance, you know, the uh, uh, school uniforms that would be, have been expected at a household level, unable really, I guess, to meet whatever obligations they might have to their own creditors as a result of not having their salaries unpaid. We understand workers are back uh, in their places of work and back at their posts. Um, what, what outcome has been reached here uh, that I guess has necessitated uh, the return back uh, back to work? Yes, uh, well, that's the saddest part of, of, of it all, is the pain that workers had to, had to go through during December and during January with the school opening. Mm. But... What our engagement with the provincial uh, government and COCTA in particular, we, we've, we've managed to source some vouchers from COCTA for, as a temporary relief for school uni- uniform for the uh, children of the, of the workers, and then also some food parcels and, and you know, sanitary towels uh, as, as measures whilst we're looking at you know, long-lasting solution to the challenges of this particular municipality. We, we, we also request provincial treasury through the MEC to come up with, with measures to, to, you know, intervene in this municipality. Because municipality is still under Section 135, uh, which they call a, a, a financial recovery plan. Now, now that in itself obliges them uh, some sort uh, uh, of financial assistance where the uh, provincial, provincial government can uh, for, for relief of, of, of this municipality. So, so, so in a sense, I mean, what then happens to the payments that should have been made and effected in November and in December? I'm sorry, can you ask that again? No, I'm asking what, what happens to the payments that are due to your members for November and December? No, they haven't received any salary for, for December. Just a commitment the commitment that there will be a fixing of the process. Yes, look, what, what, what is currently happening. In our, in our engagement with, with, with the provincial leadership of, of government, we, we are saying that they must come in or they must intervene because the, uh, the, the, the ESCOM municipality court battle is ongoing. It has been postponed since last week, Friday, the previous Friday. It's coming this Friday again. We are at a, a salary payment date as we are speaking tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Workers will not be paid tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Workers have not been paid in December. And that is why we said we, we, we need to find 
a urgent and speedily uh, intervention from the side of provincial government because now it's not only affecting these, these workers. Remember, the municipality must deliver service, much-needed services to those communities in the three towns of Phillipstown, Petersville, Thunderclough. And they are not getting it. The service delivery vehicles is standing, is standing in the municipal backyard because there are no money to fill up for diesel mm. and so on, remove refuse and so on. Sure. So that is where we are. We basically uh, uh, between rock and artly. All of us as stakeholders in this local government sector. And and where to from here for your members? I mean, you know, a lot of the reports we've been reading were suggesting the Treasury, um, you know, is an expected or anticipated to come in here and, you know, uh, assist uh, with, um, I guess, bailouts and all manner of other things. We just had a chat with the DG at the National Treasury on, on an unrelated matter. But, I mean, his view was, uh, I think, in line with what you've already ma- mentioned, that there needs to be some turnaround plan uh, that stakeholders can commit to. But in the interim, is there any scope, I guess, for ESCOM and the municipality to find one another so that at least some of those critical back payments are made? The, 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 one of the positive uh, promises from, from the side of the NEC was also at a provincial level, they will engage also ESCOM uh, in terms of unfreezing or unfrozen this account, this mm. municipal account. In order for, 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 uh, because you must know now, uh, any intervention that might come from provincial or national government, they must use the municipality's account. Mm. But everything that comes into that account will be taken by ESCOM. Sure. So they, they, they need a, a, a thorough negotiation with ESCOM uh, to see to a, a solution and some com- common ground finding. Uh, in terms of that, that particular issue. Uh. Now, that, that negotiation is ongoing. Uh, it's ongoing, and uh, that when we reported the matter to the workers, they see some sort of light. But I can tell you now, come tomorrow morning, workers expect their salary in their uh, bank account. Uh, uh, uh. And it will not be happening. It was earlier, earlier today I had a call I, I called the mayor, I called the MM. There were no positives. Mm. There were no positives. Um, we're still there between rock and up So, So even though, you know, even though workers have gone back to their posts, have gone back to the shop floor, Peter, um, there is no, I guess, real end in sight uh, for their difficulties here. They're effectively working for no pay. Um, and I think it must certainly be gutting for yourselves as Samu um, that, you know, this is a showdown or I guess, um, you know, a um, cul-de-sac or, you know, a dead end that is being reached by two state institutions. I mean, be it the municipality on the one end and ESCOM on the other. Um, I mean, th- this certainly must be disappointing for yourselves. Yeah, in fact, it's very disappointing. We, we have issued our press release uh, some time ago, and we wanted national attention to the challenges of the, this particular municipality. Uh. This, is, this is one of the municipalities that are really struggling. Uh, you will see in our press release, we actually called for a municipality to be resolved. 
But then we, we, we dig deeper into the administration of the municipality, obviously with the help of councillors and the current current acting MM that are there. The only person that are senior there is a, a, is a common from, from Cocta, which is an all-rounder. He's a, he's, a, he's a corporate service manager, he's a technical service manager, he's a CFO. It's one person in the senior management. Mm. That is part of the challenge, the appointment of senior personnel there in the municipality. When we dig deeper, we, we saw, as a trade union, the real challenges of business policy. Um, but we want the other parties to come to the fore and assist us, and not to make just blank statements and empty promises. Because here, yeah, real people are suffering. People are going hunger mm. to death. That's the, that's the challenge that we are having. Whilst we are all sitting and receiving our salaries, and stuff. We, we're having bottlenecks uh, to some solutions that can be there. Uh, you understand that? Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. And I mean, I guess my, my subsequent question, which would be my last question as well, Peter, would be whether or not there's scope, I guess, at you know, regional alliance level, because I guess the nature of the trade unionism you ascribe to is not one that just says, you know, uh, this can be resolved via just employer-employee channels, but it it involving state entities uh, might open up some scope for you know a solution at a regional alliance level or even you know pursuing it via those political channels. Have you explored those? Yes, we 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 have started that process uh, obviously through Kosatu. In fact, Kosatu arranged for the uh, meeting of last week. But unfortunately, it coincided with the opening of schools. Mm. But both the provincial chair of the ANC, and in fact, the NHC for Copta is the deputy provincial chair of, of the ANC, they were both there. And uh, we have really uh, brought our challenges and, and laid it in front of them and say, now you must, you must come with a political solution for all these. Uh, deficiencies that are happening in this. We must take unpopular decisions mm. here at this particular uh, municipality to safeguard the municipality in order to deliver the much-needed service in, 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 in the Nostradamus. But I mean, if there's no senior management, if there's no, I mean, is, is there appetite just to make those unpopular decisions? Well, well, obviously, um, I can report for now there is no appetite. Okay. If if you have to look at the progress of the municipality in the last ten years, it's it simple. There's no appetite. It seems that some people does not want the municipality to do the right thing. Hmm. Peter Damas. Let's leave it there. Thank you very much uh, for taking time out to speak to us this evening. He's the Regional Secretary of the South African Municipal Workers' Union uh, in the North Cap and uh, speaking to us this evening. Thank you very much, Comrade Peter. Okay, thank you, Comrade. Yeah, Peter Demas uh, painting that picture there uh, from the latest out in North Cap. And uh, you might be listening to us uh, from uh, a municipality faced with similar challenges. Uh, do reach out to us. Uh, and uh, you can find us uh, on our studio line on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven.